What? 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 Playoffs. We start in Teddy City, where it's playoff time. So Jonathan Taylor said, I, I'm a head out. Kirko Chains told JT to hold my beer in the first half. But he came storming back in the second half and said, I've got this drink in my cup. And he skull-fucked. Jeff, I bet you wish it wasn't Saturday. Donovan Foster the People's Jones had his pumped-up kicks ready for meter. But he couldn't outrun Esto's gun in this one. Nate's Bears weren't quite ready to hibernate for the winter just yet. But the rest of his team hibernated for them. And it's another early playoff exit for the Deaf Boys. Esto invited his cousins to Titty City for the holiday season. But it might result in a clogged up John. Taylor, that is, in every bathroom of the house. Esto, 142.5. Nate, 87.4. Oh, no. Last, we head to the Country Music Awards, where Sloan said, Rock me, mama, like a wagon wheel. Rock me, mama, any way you feel. And Brian Robinson made one miraculous comeback this season, but couldn't do it again for lighting. Trev fell rascal flat on his face on Sunday night. But what Jalen hurts the most was being so close and watching Sloan walk away, walk away, and having so much to say, much to say. Joe Burrow was dumb and dumber in the first and second quarter, but then Lighting said, you know, just when I think you couldn't be any dumber, you go and do something like this, and totally redeem yourself in the second half with his four touchdowns to keep Lighting in it. But it's a great big world out there, and you could hear Jones from the bench. Say something, I'm giving up on you. I'll be the one if you want me to. So, 108.4, lighting, 105.3. So, spread. Tick, 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 tick. Tick, 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 tick. Say something, I'm giving up on you. I'll be the one if you want me to Anywhere I would have followed you Say something, I'm giving up on you All right, Rugburns, round one of the playoffs is over. And today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Shout out Lou Gehrig, the speech. I don't deserve to be here in the semifinals playing Will Reimer, Will's wagon. Do I think Trevor Lighting should be in my spot? Yes. Emphatically, I believe that. But he's not. Because you have to win in this league and he could not do that and the brian robinson travesty that was on sunday night it was just a roller coaster of emotions second half was wild you know counting the points counting the 
yards. He had a big first half. He was toting the ball around, caught a pass, which he doesn't usually do, for like 20 yards. Everything was looking up for Trevor Lighting. But he fell short. After Brian Robinson gets into the end zone in the fourth quarter on the last drive, it was set up perfectly. Heineke ran it down to the one, and it was Brian Robinson time. And he scores, and it gets called back because Terry McLaurin was apparently not lined up correctly, which he confirmed with the ref that he was lined up correctly, which was wild. That thing that Loaf sent, insanity. And then they throw the ball two straight times. Manders lose. Lighting loses. Sloan K advances. The regular season wins mattered. Winning matters. And we have our first semifinal matchup. Our second semifinal matchup. Or I should say, our second first round game. John Estadillo. Boat races, Nate Meter, in the quarters. And he advances to play Matt Karloff. And we kind of saw this one coming, right? These were teams that were on completely different trajectories at the end of the season. John had won two straight. He was, I mean, really, the team was coming together nicely. Nate had lost two of his last three. The win coming against the Meat Haas in the final week, which was a must win. Give credit to Nate. He he played his way into the playoffs. He had a great year. Another early exit for him. But, you know, this year it was it was injuries. That was the story. Cooper Cup goes on IR. Damian Pierce goes on IR. Both his quarterbacks were banged up. Tons of injuries he sustained during the year. But credit to Nate. He made a lot of moves. Um, he, he scoured the waiver wire as he always does, and he played his way into the playoffs. And you know, we got you got to clap it up for Nate Meter because it was truly a great managerial effort by him to get that team into the playoffs. And sometimes you run into a buzzsaw, and he just ran into a buzzsaw in Esto, and you know, he scored 142 points. You're not going to win very many games when your opponent scores 142 points. And Nate scored 87. He gets the oh no of the week. But, you know, it was a good season. Um, congratulations to Nate Meter. It's Esto. It's Loaf. It's Sloan. It's Will. Those are the four teams I'll focus on. Um, we'll kind of just run through each, each of the playoff teams remaining, how they got here, because that's all that really matters at this point. One thing I will say. Jerick, the Jerick McKinnon, um, I don't know what you want to call it, incident, maybe. Um, you know, I was as shocked as anybody to wake up on Wednesday morning and see that the meat ass had picked up Jerick McKinnon on waivers. And initially, I kind of thought, that's bad ball, right? Team not in the playoffs, not playing for anything. Um you know, season doesn't matter. Season's over. Picks up a, a hot waiver target. And I I know I put a claim for him. I think Lighting did as well with how he reacted in the group chat. But then I thought about it more. And I thought, you know what? Sometimes 
when things like the, you know, things like this that matter so much that you check every week throughout, you know, what, what, four months of the season, you check every week, maybe every day, maybe, I don't know. Um, and you're invested and you set your lineup every week. You can do things like this, you know, um, you're invested in it. And I don't blame somebody for maybe, maybe Z-Tech's just trying to get into a groove, get better than three and 11 next year, trying to do things, practice things, um, you know, prepare for next year, if you will. And so I think there's a, there's a point where it becomes collusion or it becomes you're blocking somebody for somebody or against a guy in the league. But I don't think that was the case here. I think it was, it was just Sammy Z-Tech and it was kind of just Sammy Z-Tech being Sammy Z-Tech, you know, it was a Manny being Manny situation. Um, You know, maybe it was part of his comedy set, but I don't know that Trev would have played Jarek McKinnon. I think he would have ended up with him. I don't know if he would have played him. We all saw what he did with Zay Jones, the disrespect. Um, And that goes back to my, my, you know, the opening song to open this up. I kind of skipped over that. Zay something, I'm giving up on you. Trev gave up on Zay Jones. He said, I would have followed you anywhere. Zay, Zay Jones would have followed Trevor anywhere. And Trev said, I'm giving up on you. I'm going Brian Robinson. And we see how that played out. So, in conclusion, I don't I don't dislike the Jarek McKinnon thing, the pickup. Um, you know, most guys probably won't do that when they're out of the play. You know, they're out of it. Not in the playoffs. Nothing matters anymore. Most people won't do that. But, you know, just Sammy being Sammy. And, uh. We'll leave it at that. I'm fine with it. Collusion, different story. But this, fine with it. Okay. Four teams in the playoffs. We'll start with the two members of the league who received bye weeks in round one. And the first is Matt Karloff. And, you know, Matt's trajectory to this very moment has been defined by three people. And it's kind of the Osh method. This is how Osh won both of his championships. You get three horses, absolute horses, and you ride them as long as you can possibly ride them. And if they get hurt, there's your season, down the drain. If they don't get hurt, you got a great shot to win. It's Patrick Mahomes, it's Derrick Henry, it's Devontae Adams. He obviously drafted two of those people. And then he, with the depth that he had, he traded for Devontae Adams, got that big third piece. And it's really the same thing Osh did three years ago, I think it was, when he had Mahomes, he had Devontae Adams. And he had a really good running back. I I forget who it was, but, and he just rode him all the way. And that's what Loaf has done this season. I mean, none of those three guys have gotten hurt. Nobody on his entire team has gotten hurt, which is wild. But, you know, he's just rode these three dogs all the way. And uh, sometimes that, that, that'll get it done for you. And it's an uphill battle for Esto. Uh, he lost Jonathan Taylor. 
you know, it, looking at this this wagon that Loaf's put together, this starting lineup, um, that's going to be tough to beat here in the playoffs. So credit to Loaf. I mean, drafts Derrick Henry, drafts Patrick Mahomes. He has some other really good pieces that give him nice floors every week. Um, like I said, he doesn't boom on many weeks, but he never busts. And that's going to win you a lot of games. And here, here we are again, Matt Karloff in the semifinals, looking at another championship for the third season in a row, getting to the championship if he, if he can knock off Esto. And you got to look back and say, I mean, Matt Karloff's a problem. He's good at this. And, uh, I mean, we're here again. He's in the same situation he's been in the last two seasons. He's he's right there. And these matchups that he has this week are juicy. Um, being a victim of a previous Derrick Henry versus Houston Texans hate crime, I know what's in store this weekend on Saturday when Derrick Henry lines up against Houston. I know exactly what's in store. And Esto should know what's in store, too. Loaf certainly knows what's in store. He's been looking at this matchup for five weeks, salivating. So, I mean, and every other match, I mean, he's got a lot of really, a lot of green matchups this week. And credit to Loaf. He's got his dogs. He's riding his dogs. And uh, he's had the benefit of no injuries. And he's done a tremendous job this season winning games. And here he is again. Um, Will Reimer. I think Will is kind of the Cadillac of this playoffs. Um, I mean, this team just doesn't have a hole anywhere. And a lot of it is what, you know, a a lot of it's his draft. He drafted well, drafted Saquon drafted Jefferson, kept Diggs, uh, great keeper. He drafted Justin Herbert, who's been up and down, but for the most part's been good. Drafted Ramondre late, Ramon Goat. And then it's coupled with the moves he's made along the way. Picked up Dalton Schultz, like pre-coming back from an injury. He saw that like two weeks prior, if I remember correctly. Traded for Keenan Allen, who's now becoming a huge part of his team. He picked up Kenneth Walker off of waivers, probably the pickup of the year. So this is a this is another tremendous managerial effort. And you know, he's thrown together this beautiful looking Cadillac. You walk onto the lot and it's in your face and it shines, and you say, I want that. That's Will's team. Not a hole on the entire roster. And he's going to be extremely difficult to beat. Even Loaf is going to have a tough time beating Will. And, you know, if if I had to say it now, I think we might be looking at another Loaf runner-up finish because this, this Will wagon is going to be extremely tough to beat. We all know the backstory. We all know the trend. Um, you know, it's Will's year to win. And uh, I crowned him earlier in the season. You know, that was like week four that I crowned him. And it seems like we're just on this, 
this path for Will to repeat as champion for a third time. He'd be our first third-time winner. But, I mean, this team is just a Cadillac. He's got the two best receivers in fantasy football. He's got Saquon, who's been a beast. I mean, I don't see a world where Will loses this weekend. And that takes us to Sloan K. Um, this team doesn't deserve to be here. We'll just we'll just say that. Uh, you know, won a lot of close games this season. Lost a lot of good soldiers this season. Um, just pieced together this weird team of rookies and guys that nobody wanted. Um, and now, add insult to injury, Jalen Hurts is out. So the one guy that's carried me all season to this point, I mean, he's a cheat code. He's a walking 30 points. He's carried me the, to this point of the season to the semifinals. And then he just gets taken out from underneath me. The rug gets taken, it gets pulled out. The only chance I had was Jalen Hurts putting up a 40-burger on Will. And he gets taken out from underneath me. But hey, I've been here before. I've battled before. You know, I've been an underdog. I was the underdog story, the original underdog story. I'm no, I'm no stranger to this. And nobody wanted these guys. Um, you know, I have, I start three rookies every week. Um, Jalen, nobody wanted Jalen Hurts last year. I kept him. I mean, I I got him in the eleventh round. Nobody wanted that guy. I was laughed off of the draft board when I took him. I laughed off the draft board. But here we are for the second straight year in the semifinals, a chance to dance with this ragtag group that we've put together, the scrappy bunch. And it feels like a U.S. versus Russia miracle on ice hockey game. That's what it feels like going in. And it's probably going to be a different result. I don't think the U.S. is going to win this one against powerful Russia, which is Will. But we're here, and we're going to give it our shot, and we're going to give it everything we got, you know? So uh, you look at this roster. Let's go back to the draft. My first-round pick traded him away. Second-round pick tore his ACL. Fourth-round pick, oh, didn't have one, traded it to Nate. Two fifth-round picks, gone, gone. Seventh-round pick. Gone. Eighth round pick, gone. Ninth round pick, gone. So from my draft, I'm utilizing a third round pick and a sixth round pick, a 10th and an 11th round pick, and that's it. The rest of these guys picked them up, uh, traded for a couple of them. We're going to, you know, we're going to roll the dice this week and, and we'll see if it's going to be a miracle on ice or if it's going to be an absolute beatdown, And that's what I expect to happen. So nothing to lose this weekend. Will's got, Will and Matt have everything to lose this weekend. John and I playing with house money and now the mayor of Titty City. How did he get here? He starts Kirk Cousins on a weekly basis, by the way, which is insane that he's here. Um, and 
he's put together a nice team. Uh, John's put together a very nice team. He had a ton of depth. He made a ton of trades. And here he is again in the semifinals. You know, lunch pail. Just bring it. He just brought his lunch pail every week. And I've said it a million times about John. Just a lunch pail guy. Blue collar. Does the dirty work. Isn't afraid to get in there. Get his hands dirty. And here he is the mayor of Titty City in the semifinals yet again. And this is kind of, this is another underdog story. This is the mayor of a small town going up against the CEO of a fortune 500 company, the bread factory. This is a guy. Here's a guy who wakes up and shovels his driveway. He doesn't have somebody to do it for him. He doesn't have a snowblower. He can't afford it. He wakes up in the negative 20 degree weather and he shovels his driveway. He's proud of what he's built. He's the mayor of Titty City. And he just wants a shot. He wants a shot at the, at the CEO of a Fortune 500 company who pays to get his yard work done, who pays to have a housemaid to clean his house, who has his meals cooked for him. Everything's been given to him. And he's on top of the world. He's a powerful force. And then there's little old John Estadillo. Wakes up every morning. Puts mayo on his bread. Turkey, cheese. Puts it in a Ziploc bag. Packs an apple. Packs some fruit snacks. And brings his lunch pail to work as the mayor of Titty City. And this is an underdog story. Me, John, a lot in common this weekend in the semifinals. We're going up against Russia. We're going up against the CEO of Microsoft. And it's just little old, little old me in Western Nebraska. John in Northeast Lincoln. Nothing's given, everything's earned. This is the underdog story. Fuck you guys. Picture yourself in a living room. Your pipe and slippers set out for you. I know you think that it ain't too far. But I. I hear a call of a lifetime ring Felt the need to get up for it Oh, he cut out the middle man